The change at the quarterback position with MJ Morris hopes to breathe a new life into the NC State football team. But what exactly will it take to achieve a second wind? You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. Of course, we're talking a bit more about the shift at the quarterback position, MJ Morris taking over for Brennan Armstrong. I saw a couple comments on Tuesday from quarterback coach Kurt Roper, just speaking about the change itself, his personal thoughts on it. Now, as expected, he kept most of his answers fairly political, didn't give away too much about how he was thinking or feeling about it, but ultimately said, you know, you watch a lot of football. We're going to run pretty similar protections the way we did with Armstrong, but MJ has a very good skill set in throwing the football, and we're going to keep looking to push it down the field. So with that, I want to get into Kenton what we're looking to see more of and less of now that MJ is quarterbacking this football team. I'll start with more of, and Kurt Roper here kind of kicked us off. I'm looking for these big-time explosive plays. OC Robert and I talked about over the summer and the first couple weeks of this football season. This offense desperately needs to find ways to get more explosive. And it feels like you got a pretty good chance at doing so when you have a quarterback in MJ who's not afraid to gun it down the field. Yeah, I 1,000% agree. MJ and his ability to uh, absolutely fling it is going to be important. It's going to be pivotal. And, you know, we've talked about this already this season, about how everybody keeps saying, oh, we our receivers don't create much separation, all that. I'm trying to tell you, they do. It's, they it's been a lot more than, than you think. They create more separation than you think if you watch the film. And not just underneath, vertically as well. But here's the biggest thing that I would say about in terms of deep balls and and all that with MJ. When you throw a lot of deep balls, it forces teams to go into two high coverages. Two high coverages are cover four and cover two. When you run cover four and cover two, two high means two safeties are deep out of the box. The reality is very simple. Uh, His ability to hit deep balls will cause teams to drop that second safety out of the box. And the minute you see that, who knows, we could see some very positive results in the running game. Absolutely. And that is something I want to touch on is the running game here. I do think if MJ is able to open up this offense a bit, being able to push downfield, that will ultimately help the run game as well. Because the defense, at some point, they're going to have to be back on their heels at least a bit. And that's where the, a, I mean, it's going to take a lot of, adjustments from the O-line, but that's where the run game can really get going. If you get Michael Allen downfield going north-south, this offense could be entirely different. Pushing down the field, being more explosive, of course, not exactly a surprise here as we've gotten virtually none of this so far this season, but something I would like to see less of now with MJ at the quarterback position, and 
this is a little bit of a it's a little bit of a loaded question or answer, I guess you could say here. I'd like to see less quarterback runs. Now, interesting here because Brennan Armstrong is still our leading rusher. A lot of this comes from both scrambling and designed QB runs. I'll be very interested to see how many of these they scheme up for MJ, being that, you know, we are trying to keep him healthy. I think Armstrong is a bit more experienced as a runner, although I think when it's all said and done, MJ is a better runner in totality. It's going to be, I'm definitely going to have my eye on how our run game is going to look, uh, maybe more so than anything else here in these next couple games here, because with the struggles from the offensive line, we have not been able to get any push to generate a consistent run game. We've been able to knock out eight to 10 yard runs here and there, but nothing substantially, uh, you know, as the game has gone on. If MJ's, if MJ's able to open up the rest of the field, like we hope he is, I would like to see the run game then take off and not so much MJ doing so. I 1,000% agree. I, I think that uh, the getting the run game going is important and limiting the amount of QB runs is also important, right? Like Beck got him banged up last year, running that old QB draw power thing exactly. that we saw exactly. again and again and again. And, you know, uh, he Coach Beck really took to heart the, the motto of, I fear not the man who practiced a million kicks once but the man who practiced one kick a million times, because I have to believe based on how often that play was called a million times. We read it a million, a million times, but very seriously, um, you know, limiting quarterback runs, keeping them out of harm's way. That's going to be important. So, yeah, I'm going to say this for me personally, the thing that I want to see more of up tempo offense. And I know what you're thinking, Kenton, why would you run up tempo with, um, with, MJ as opposed to Brennan. Again, I don't think Brennan knew how to read defense as well. And because that was the case, I highly doubt that there were not coaches in his ear saying, hey, we're going to run smash. Uh, we're going to run smash slot fade. Look at the safety. If he's inside, throw the fade. If he's outside, then go to the uh, go to the hitch route, pull it down, do whatever, yada, yada, yada. I highly doubt that. Now, here's why that's important. If you are rolling rolling with a high up-tempo offense, you can give MJ the ability to just go out there and play and be free. In the words of Kirk Cobain, here we are now. Entertain us. We are here, MJ. It is time. Go put on a show. And the thing that I want to see less of in this offense with uh, now that MJ Morris is in that quarterback, I want to see less screens. The boy can throw the ball a country mile. And also, you can't set up screens without a threat of vertical offense. So, if you follow what Grayson said and you combine it with what I said, you know, he's got the jelly, I got the peanut butter. We're going to make a beautiful sandwich here. (laughs) Throw the ball downfield and do less screens. And that way, when you do run the screens, they'll be more effective because it's like, oh my, where did that come from? The two ideas very much go hand in hand here. I also want to connect this to the the depth chart that was released this week. A couple mm-hmm. shifts, as pointed out by some of our listeners. Now, Julian Gray shifts down to the flex Y position, and Terrell Timmons shifts up, or I guess shifts laterally, to the X position. This is interesting to me for a number of reasons. 
I do believe that Julian Gray can be much more effective in the inside routes because we're simply not getting the ball into his hands as often as we need to. We've seen what happens if you get Julian Gray into open space. And so it's mind-blowing that that hasn't been a point of emphasis in this offense through five games. You saw a couple efforts to get him the ball against VMI. Okay, that's VMI. I need to see it against Marshall. I need to see it against Duke. I need to see it against Clemson and every other team we play after that. Julian Gray can be a key to unlocking what we're trying to do offensively here. And the point on Timmons as well, we saw Timmons catch a deep ball uh, this past weekend against Louisville, and you sort of got shades of that Virginia Tech game last year, which was what? The MJ Morris MJ coming, Morris out, coming party. out party. Um, but no, I 1,000% agree. You're 1,000% right, man. They, they Forcing the ball downfield needs to happen. And, and yes, you heard me right. Forcing. Force the ball downfield. We've got receivers who can get deep. We've talked about this before. We've got a lot of receivers who can get deep. We've got a lot of receivers who can uh, make things happen vertically. We need to lean into that. We need to really lean into that. Let we it need rip. To lean into the fact that in today's game, three things will happen if you throw the ball. Generally, three things will happen if you throw the ball deep, right? You'll get a big play, a flag for pass interference. The defense either knocks it down or intercepts it. And I'm listen, all right with that. Running, running the pass interference play at this point, I don't even hate it because it beats a lot of the offense that we've seen so far. And even beyond that, we have guys who have been proven, again, they can get a step on defensive backs. Defensive backs have been playing our, our receivers for uh, underneath routes all year. All year. I am not kidding. All year, they have sat on everything underneath. Why do you think that is? You tell me. Why do you think that defensive back? So now they need to open it up vertically. We need to see more of our vertical threats. We need to see more guys who can get downfield in a hurry. And we need to get the ball to those guys who can get downfield in a hurry. Because again, like we talked about with Julian Gray, if you get him the ball underneath, that is a young man that can make some things shake. He is a modern day. I don't know if y'all remember him. I know that Coach Doran does. He's a big Kansas City guy. Dante Hall, like that, but faster. Coming up next, we're going to be discussing some of the position groups that have the most to prove through the Marshall game and subsequently the second half of the season. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is Bird Dogs. Flat out, Bird Dogs make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as a Lululemon type fit, but simply way more comfortable. They fit better than regular shorts that are made out of stiff, restricting cotton, and Bird Dogs utilizes anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go to birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege or enter promo code lockedoncollege at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. College football season is nearing the midway point, and this season, Locked On has been kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live each Friday. Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can. This includes insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts, 
covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it, especially because our very own Kenton Gibbs is a part of the national panel. So be sure to catch Kenton and the crew every Friday at 11 a.m. Now, getting into this next portion here, I want to talk about some of the position groups through five games that have the most to prove moving forward toward the back half of the schedule. Kenton, I'll let you kick this one off. I think it's obvious um, the offensive line has a ton to prove. Yeah. Has a ton to prove. This is a very experienced and veteran group. With all due respect, all the other groups that are struggling, look at them. Look at their ages. The running back room. Michael Allen is a true sophomore. Kendrick Raphael is a true freshman. True freshman. Delbert Mims is how old? You know what I mean? Like, what, a, a sophomore, junior? And Demarcus Jones started off his career as a walk-on, if I'm not uh, incorrect here. Nobody's looking at them saying, hey, y'all were supposed to lead this team. That's just the reality. The wide receiver core. Who here has played two or more years at NC State and been productive in them? Who? Key word is and been productive. It's your time, friends. It's your time. Go show us something. Offensive line, the the buffet busters, the big nasties, the big uglies. You got the world to shock. You've got something to prove here. I wanted to lean into the defense, but it's hard to after the performance we just got uh, in the Louisville game this past Friday. So I will stick to the offense. Maybe some low-hanging fruit here, but someone that has the most to prove is MJ Morris. He's mm. waited his turn. He's mm. maybe even gotten his turn ahead of schedule based on the proposed plans to redshirt him. He's here now. We've been we've been all waiting for it. I'm sure MJ himself has been raring to go. Now let's see it. I'm sure he feels like he's got a lot to prove to the coaching staff, the fan base, the ACC, and the rest of the country. The amount of hype that has been circulating since we saw him in what those two and a half games last season, a lot of us liked what we saw. It's now time to level up. First five games, getting all the second team reps in practice. I'm sure that is more than a healthy amount of reps to the fact that he feels ready to go here. The coaching staff said he's ready. We're ready. He's ready. It's time to get out there and prove it. The rest of the season rides on his shoulders. It absolutely does. Squarely on his shoulders. He's now being thrust into the spotlight, and he certainly is going to have his work cut out for him. The offensive line needs to improve. The running backs need to improve. The wide receivers need to continue being more consistent. There's a lot more than just MJ that's going to have to go right for continued success this year. As long as you put on your pants one leg at a time like your opponents, I don't see – I meant it when I said the ACC doesn't have a boogeyman anymore. That's exponentially better than all of us. If our defense holds the form that they did against Louisville, and I know some people are going to say, well, Jack Plummer gave away gifts. Watch that game again. Watch it again. I think he gave one gift, but, I mean, he's a college quarterback. That happens from time to time. It, the, the quarterback on the scariest team in the in the ACC right now, Florida State, gave us a gift that made us win the game last year when we didn't complete but one pass in the second half, and that pass was for lost yards. I'm telling you right now, my expectations for this team haven't changed. I have stood on all along. 
I need a minimum of eight to say that this season went well and was a success. If MJ gets to seven, it's like, mm, you didn't do bad. Not good enough, but you didn't do bad. I still need at least eight. I still need that. People, When people ask me before the season, if they don't get 10 this year, is it a failure for you? I said, mm, depending on how things go, could be a failure, could not be a failure. We'll see. I still have the same standard because the standard is the standard. And we need to be prepared and have the mindset of every game we lose is disappointing, heartbreaking, hated. We want, I don't care who you are. If you see Tuffy on that helmet, if you see a diamond on that helmet, if you see us coming, you got to know. We fully expect to win every time we lace them up. But that's just me personally. Two things here. If MJ does pan out in the way that many of us think that he will, and then you get the defense with a consistent effort like we just saw in the Louisville game, you absolutely can make it to eight-plus wins here to finish out this season. Because I agree with the point that I don't see anyone left on our remaining schedule that is a complete world-beater of a team. I don't see any monsters left on our schedule. Clemson will be a dogfight, but Clemson is not exactly Clemson this year. Miami has looked better than I have anticipated they would, but again, you have to love that that game is here in Raleigh. Duke just lost their starting quarterback for a while. We're probably going to be facing their backup quarterback. You got to feel like that is advantage NC State. You got a couple road games later in the season at Wake and at Virginia Tech. We are better than both of those teams. And then you got UNC here at home. I don't see anyone on this schedule that's, that should scare us at all. Marshall, I, sh- I shouldn't skip over Marshall. Marshall is a game that very well could put us on upset alert this coming Saturday. They're a good football team, and they're going to be coming in here trying to make some noise. Yeah, they've Marshall already beat one ACC team on the year in Virginia exactly. Tech. Marshall included. There's no one left on this schedule that should scare you. NC State can still get to where we are trying to go, which is a bowl at minimum, and then probably seven to eight, maybe even nine wins. That is all still ahead of us here. The season is not over. You Mm might have felt like that after the disappointing loss last Friday, but with these changes, an effort to refocus on offense, if everything starts to come together and this team starts to gel and we put rubber to the road here, everything we want is still ahead of us. What's the NC State motto? Think and do. Think and do. You say it's going to take a lot of doing? Well, it's time. It's time, friends. I've been high on this team all along. I've said all along, hey, we've got some issues that we need to sort out. we got some things we need to speak about. But I've also said, this is a good team. This is a good team. And when when we weren't playing like a good team, what did I come on there and say? Right now, we are not a good team. Right now, we are not a good team. It starts with Marshall. Don't overlook Marshall because we've done nothing this season to prove that we can overlook anybody. So don't overlook Marshall thinking about Duke. Sit down. Take care of Marshall. Take care of first things first. And then get to thinking about Duke. And then we talk about what needs to be done. And then Grayson and I will give out your midseason report cards or your midterm grades, shall we? But for now, let's take care of the Thunder and Herd. Up next, we're going to be talking about our biggest surprises of the season as we're approaching the halfway point. Stick with us. Our second sponsor of the day is FanDuel. 
Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. Yes, that's right. $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. This app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, finishing up our Wednesday episode, we're going to be discussing some of our biggest surprises here through five games. Not exactly a midseason report card. You will be getting that from us probably next week, uh, of course, after we have played our sixth game. But some of our surprises so far here, Kenton, who's been a surprise for you? Well, my biggest surprise of the season is one of the bigger guys on the team, actually, uh, Mr. Fofo Bulldog himself, Brandon Cleveland. Come on down, brother. The young man has been balling. He's been absolutely doing it all year for the pack. And I know that some people are going to think to themselves, that is a reserve defensive lineman. What are you doing? Actually, he's a backup. So let's start there. Difference between a backup and a reserve. Major difference. But second of all, Every time he's in the game, doesn't it just seem like really good things are happening for the pack? He has been around during some key turnovers so far. The forced fumble against Notre Dame yep. was who? Brandon Cleveland. Oh, okay. Brandon Cleveland has shown up big time. And when I say big time, this young man, you know, there's what what more can you really say about a guy who this year, time and time and time again, He's always around the ball. He's always making it happen. I mean, when you think of defensive linemen and you think of the nose guard position in the 3-3-5, you think of somebody that's just there to kind of generate movement and cause disruption just by taking two guys with him. And yet, Brandon shows up on the take constantly when you're watching as not only a disruptor, but a guy who's making plays himself. I have two, one offense and one defense. My offense is not exactly a surprise because he did generate a lot of buzz in the preseason, but it's a surprise in the sense that he's turned out even better than I expected, and that is KC Concepcion, or I guess Kevin Concepcion. I saw Thayer Thomas was in some Instagram comments asking why everybody calls him KC because it's basically calling him Kevin Concepcion Concepcion. But it's like ATM been, machine. Yeah, <laughs> so nice we got to say it twice. But, exactly. He has been a, a delight for this Wolfpack offense. Of course, didn't get nearly enough of him in the Louisville game, as he maybe could have added a difference there. But what we saw in the UVA game, what we've seen in the Notre Dame game, minus one play, he's been a difference maker on an offense that sorely needs difference makers. And yes. as just a true freshman, I've seen this sentiment thrown around quite a bit he could end up being one of the better NC State wide receivers in recent memory if he continues on the trajectory that he is on because he is a dog. If you get the ball into his hand, he's not crazy blazing fast, but the shiftiness makes him look a he's, whole lot He's faster. quicker than fast. He's yes. quick, much quicker than fast. Yeah. Yes. And so continuing to feed KC, and we hope certainly MJ can do a whole lot more of this uh, beginning this week with Marshall, but... KC has been a revelation to a, a horrible offense so far and certainly hoping for a whole lot more of him moving forward. 
My defensive surprise is Sean Brown. Now, mm-hmm. we're certainly hoping that his suspension can be appealed for this Marshall game because I do think that was a bogus penalty uh, in the Louisville game. Roy Cooper, break the letterhead out, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Governor Cooper, we're, we're going to need a letter, I think. But come on. Yeah, Sean Brown has been very quietly having a strong season back there in the safety position. He's been flying around, lighting dudes up, made a couple plays. He made an excellent interception at UVA, filling into a position that we have struggled to keep healthy this year. Of course, losing Jacqueline Harris and Devin Boykin, who should be back in the Marshall game. But Sean Brown, in his absence, has been a rock star back there in the secondary. There's been a couple times where he's gotten fooled on some coverages, but if he's able to keep the play in front of him, he's going to let you know where he is on the field because he's going to be lighting you up and putting you on your backs. Hoping for a whole lot more from Sean Brown uh, as this season goes on because he has stepped up in a big way in that Wolfpack secondary. I'll tell you this much. When you talk about Sean Brown, you've got to talk about a player that not only was unheralded in terms of you know having to step in for injuries, this was a guy that we were thinking wasn't going to see time primarily on defense this was a guy that most people thought oh this is going to be a primarily special teams guy uh throughout the season and what has happened injuries have happened he's had to come in he's had to step in he's had to do some good things so all in all you know you can't do anything but applaud the young man for stepping in and doing great things from jump of course he's made mistakes and all that good stuff what player doesn't and i'll tell you this though you are absolutely right in terms of you are the safety. You are the last line of defense. You got to keep the play in front of you. You got to keep the play in front of you because when we do that, we're special. We're spe- Louisville specifically ran multiple times, multiple sets, where they tested our coverage with a back to the flat, tight end pushing deep. They did that multiple times. Why do you think that is? When a team shows what they're bad at, people are going – poke and prod at it and do everything they can to get it. And we did an amazing job of covering it up last Friday. Let's continue to do so. Let's continue to be disciplined and read our keys and be where we're supposed to be defensively. Because again, I don't see a team in front of us that if we are doing what we're supposed to do and we're locked in in terms of mental errors can outright, I would say we don't have a shot. I'll say that there are teams that can beat us, even if we're in the right position. But I don't think that there's one that I'd say rule us out, you know, whoever by 20, regardless of if we're where we got to be or not. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Thursday's show, we will be previewing the Marshall Thundering Herd. As we've mentioned a couple times so far this week, they are a team to be taken very seriously. If you fall asleep on Marshall, they could beat us. They could very well beat us, and that would be a disaster at this point in the season for the NC State Wolfpack. So be sure to check in with us tomorrow so you can learn a bit about the Herd before our Saturday showdown. That will do it for us here on Wednesday. As always, be sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Get your comments in the comment box. We have plenty to choose from for Fan Friday. Already had some great comments so far this week. If you want to be featured on Fan Friday, be sure to get a comment down there. We'll be sure to respond to all of those. We will see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.